The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. There are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. 93% of businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash c-suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash c-suite. netsuite.com slash c-suite. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. Who is far and away the most famous baseball pitcher? He throws more strikes than anyone, but yet hasn't been awarded or nominated for a Cy Young or the Hall of Fame. To answer that, live and in person, the peanut man himself, Roger Owens. Roger, how are you? Okay. Hey, listen, man, this is so fun to have you on the show. You are, uh, you are legendary at Dodger Stadium. Well, the thing is, and I appreciate the compliments and the fans that uh, appreciate what I do out there, and yet I'm still the only pitcher in the in the major leagues making less than one million a year. <laughs> Hopefully, listen. I, my my guess is you sell a lot of bags of peanuts. You do pretty good. Well, <laughs> not as many as I used to sell. Uh, the uh, price has gone up, and we got a lot more guys selling them now. And, of course, especially in the uh, summer heat that we've had here for the last month and a half, when it's hot and humid, uh, the uh, peanut sales fall off. But I'm still happy at what I do, and I wouldn't change anything for the world on the job that I have at, at Dodger Stadium. Let me, let me just share, you know, everybody in Los Angeles knows who you are, but for people who are from stadiums and other parts of the country, uh, Roger is uh, no doubt about it, the most famous uh, peanut thrower in all of the uh, major leagues, uh, probably in any sport there is. Uh, he works my section, uh, which is right under the press box behind home plate. And I've been coming for 20 years in those seats. And Roger's been there for all 20 years. <laughs> and uh, maybe other stadiums have guys like Roger. I don't know. But Roger's a fixture at Dodger Stadium like, uh, like Vin Scully was and so many other guys. And, and although this show is normally profiting from the inside, the inside track and all the rest, I think we're going to get a little different inside track here from Raj. A little bit of business, a little bit of fun. And I just uh, I feel so good about having you on the show. So give us a little background. Tell us who you are. How'd you get into baseball? Because I've got a lot of questions I want to I want to find out. Well, sure. But uh, again, this is my 61st year in a row pitching peanuts at L.A. Dodger wow. baseball games. And uh, the fans now are just shaking their head and I'm going through like second, third and fourth generations of families uh, at Dodger Stadium. And I started in 1958 when the Brooklyn Dodgers moved from New York to L.A. Uh, and started playing baseball on a football field in the L.A. Coliseum. Oh, you, and, you were you were there. What was that? 58 or so, right? 
1958. That was yeah. their first year. Yeah. And uh, it took four years to build Dodger Stadium. So we started in the L.A. Coliseum. And after four years there, the Dodger Stadium was completed. And we made the switch over to Dodger Stadium for the beginning uh, in April of the 1962 baseball season. But how I got started was I'm the oldest of nine children in our family. I have six sisters and two brothers. And I come from a very poor and humble background. And I uh, was asked to go out and get a job at the Coliseum at Dodger Games to bring soda, sell soda pop, to bring grocery money home to, uh, we were a very poor, humble family, uh, very poor, poor, poor background. And my dad asked me just to go out there and sell soda pop to bring grocery money home to keep our family together. And, uh, I was a baseball pitcher at Manual Arts High School, which is right down the street from the Los Angeles Coliseum. You're kidding. And I went over <laughs> and got a job selling soda. And worked my way. Only three things we sold back in those days: soda, frozen ice cream, chocolate malt, and a bag of a double bag of peanuts. <laughs> and <laughs> before this first season was over, I had worked my way up through a lot of hard work and 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 just uh, sacrifice. Uh, and as I, the uh, supervisor, saw that I was producing. Uh, on soda, he uh, promoted me up to the ice cream. That was second, but. Peanuts were the top of the top of the ladder. There, that was the thing that you always strive for. And before the end of the year, I was on peanuts, and I was a happy guy, uh, pitching double bags of peanuts for a quarter, twenty-five cents for two bags, a double bag. Oh my! And like I said, then we switched over to uh, Dodger Stadium in 1962, and it's from then on to this present time that I have secured such a personal relationship with so many fans on the loge level. Again, that's the section where you sit. And I have, unlike other vendors that are constantly jockeying around, trying to figure out which level each day, each game, they switch from level to level, from product to product. And yet since 1962 to 2019, where we're at today, I have never left the loge level. I always sell in that on that same level. I have never switched from peanuts to anything else uh, where I might be able to make more money. But I don't think there's anyone that has the passion for my work and the desire just to entertain the crowd and has the personal relationship that I have with so many fans in this day and age, I mean, we're like family. These are people that will invite me to their office for lunch. Some people have actually, uh, we've been, uh, fans have become such good fans. I've been to their homes. They've been to mine. It's just, just uh, something that uh, we have a bond. And, you know, the thing is, working at the ballpark has really helped me to be successful in life. And, uh uh, it didn't happen overnight. You know, it's been a lot of hard work and dedication and sacrifice on my part. But uh, it always comes, of course, smiles go a long way in sales. And whether you're selling uh, peanuts, used cars, or hamburgers, you've got to know how to make people happy and be a good role model for the younger uh, uh, people that come to the ballpark and 
just appreciate every ethnic background, every race of person that comes out there. Communication is so important, and I've learned that along the way. And it just brings me so much joy in, in just working there. But, uh, again, it just it, it's, it's tough work, <laughs> uh, hiking up and down those stairs with a heavy load on your back. But through the years, I've made so many friends in, in doing a job the best I could do. You know, let me let me tell you that as a fan, uh, as one of those people who has deep admiration for you, and 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 we had you come out and throw peanuts at my one of my daughter's party one time. I mean, so you uh-huh. know, I, I'm I know that personal connection with you. And sure. but I'll tell you something. Here's why I want you to come on the show. This is a show for business people, and we talk about pretty hardcore business issues. And you just said something that is remarkable. And and I want to tell you something you don't know, but I'm a, a little surprised here. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, what you just said is that, you know, you enjoy your work, you're passionate, you've stayed in the same section, you've befriended many of these people. Um, You are a a absolute brilliant salesman and you're selling about the most simple product that there is in the world. Uh, There's no explaining. There's no misunderstanding. There's no refunds. Uh, You know, it's pretty simple, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you, you have become the consummate salesman. You're probably one of the best representatives that Dodger stadium has on their entire staff. And, and that is really the truth. I mean, you really represent the ballpark so well, and that's why I wanted you to come on the show, but you know, on the topic of you, uh, you know, befriending people and, you know, kind of following along, how, how is it that, you know, you, you run into so many different kinds of people and you're, you're all the time, uh, you know, connecting every every day. It's different people in the seats, or maybe not every day, but I mean, people people move around somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. how, what what is that experience like? I mean, what's it like for you? Uh, you know, just connecting with all these different people. Well, first of all, first of all, and this is really one of the secrets. I look forward to going to work every day, and sure, you know, in this day and age, uh, you can really get down. Uh, with the way that things are in society today and and sometimes, uh, you know, uh, the way people act and, and, and you can get a little depressed by that. But I, I look forward to going to the ballpark every day because I, I'm, first of all, a people person. And I was not cut out to uh, be at a desk all day long just looking at a, at a wall. Uh, I like interacting uh, with people. I, I don't even use an ATM machine. I enjoy when I go to the bank. I go in and I want to talk to somebody and face to face and interact. And it's always been that. But at the ballpark, I'm able to be successful by how hard I work. And that that and you know, my dad taught me that many years ago when I was selling newspapers. You know, that uh, success doesn't just happen overnight, and it just doesn't happen by chance. My motto has always been, life doesn't just happen to us. We have to make it happen. And I tell people, peanuts are my bag and people are my life. And and it, it, I get so much joy and, and happiness, I, I, just as much as the fans, when I'm entertaining these young children and, and moms and dads at the ballpark, throwing these bags of peanuts behind the back, under the leg, two at a time, and uh, it's the banner with the crowd also. I found that if I can just interject my own personality and, and just be the best I can be, no more, no less, uh, I'm going to be successful. And, and, and I know that it, it's turned out to be and a good sense of humor. That is so important as long as being a hard worker. 
with a lot of energy, but uh, my personality just fits in uh, at Dodger games. And I, I mean, I, I realize it now and didn't so much know it when I was a young teenager out there working. But I don't know. I just appreciate being able to go to to a place like Dodger Stadium where families are at ease and they're they're enjoying. You know, I, I've worked through all my years. Uh, I, I've worked football, ba- foot baseball, football, basketball, soccer, hockey. But now I'm just only in this stage of my life, only doing L.A. Dodger home games. And, and and that's where a lot of my joy comes from, is that it's a family experience at the ballpark. There are more wives and children that go to baseball games as opposed to football, basketball, or any of the others. I mean, I'm not putting down those sports. I, I love those sports, too, and I, I'm always watching and, and seeing what's going on there. But um, I don't know. There are people that actually now in this day and age uh, – with emails and so on, that people will actually email me uh, days in advance of when they're having a special customer. One of their best clients is coming in from Chicago, and we've, Roger, we've given him, uh, uh, he'll be at the game on such and such date, and he'll and they tell me where the man will be sitting and who he'll be with and and uh, what some of his hobbies and if he's got a sense of humor and they just you just tell them that we appreciate not only the business but the friendship and I'm their goodwill ambassador it turns out to be and it's caught on with several people that actually I have, I'm probably the only peanut vendor in the country that has seasoned peanut holders. <laughs> and I say that with a chuckle because these people uh, that own their own companies and, and they're always looking for a little special, uh, something special that uh, their customer would not be expecting and would enjoy. And so they give me all this information. And when I show up at their seats on a given day, I'll just ask, are you guests of the XYZ company? Well, yes, we are. And so I'll say, well, you must know so-and-so. And, th- and yeah, well, we do. You gave us the tickets. Well, and, and, I, and I go into a little spiel and, and let them know that how much they're appreciated. But they get so much value because almost all these people, even if they're from out of town, have seen me on television or maybe in a small part in a movie or read about me uh, in the paper. And uh, they'll say, well, I know you. And, and, you know, I'm glad to meet you. (laughs) And so uh, they'll go back and tell their customer it was a great game. And we also got to talk to the peanut man at Dodger Stadium. You know, I'll tell you something funny. Uh, Everybody, uh, you know, you are so well known. I was, I was getting my haircut the other day and, uh, the guy I was talking to my guy and told him that uh, we're going to have you on the podcast show. And he, uh, Oh, Roger, and our friends, we took a picture together. We did this and this, you know, and he, he knows you. So, uh, you know, you know, everybody knows you. It's, it's quite amazing. And I'm telling you, you know, Roger, you are really quite an extraordinary ambassador for the Dodgers because I'll tell you personally, uh, beside the game, which of course goes for take for granted, the two things that I like to do at the ballpark. I like to get there early for the national anthem. I really enjoy the national anthem and I like watch and I like watching you. Those are really, (laughs) those are really the two most important things aside from the ball game that I just enjoy the most. And uh, you know, and, and really I think that in these, these days with Amazon and people getting home delivery and all the other stuff, I think people really need to uh, think about the customer experience and you Mm -hmm. deliver a customer experience. I mean, you really are an ambassador for the Dodgers. And 
And I, I would hope they would recognize you for that. Well, actually, I don't. I don't work for uh, per se for the Dodgers. I work for the food concessionaire at Dodger Stadium, and uh, I mean the Dodgers are very well aware of me, and they have given me some honors in the past. I'm always glad to say that I feel so blessed and so privileged to be able to work at Dodger Stadium. I don't know how many even. Through the years, CEOs of big corporations, they'll come up to me and they'll say, Roger, uh, and they'll give me one of their cards and they'll, they'll let me know, hey, if you're ever in the area, uh, stop by and say hello. And they said, I only wish that I uh, could do your job. And, and, and uh, you know, you're having a lot more fun than I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, running I've, I've watched you. That I do, but, uh, you know, but the Dodgers. And they have given me the honor of throwing out the first pitch to officially open up a baseball game four different times. And and that's quite a privilege in itself. But the one that sticks out the most, in 1976, they gave me the honor of, of throwing out the ceremonial first pitch to open the season. Now, that's really a huge honor. Wow. They normally try wow. to get the president of the United States, or it's a big-time movie star, but it was their idea to do this, and they uh, said, we'd like you to throw the baseball, not a bag of peanuts, uh, that will be in your peanut basket, and we want you to throw it from the top of the loge level where you sell the peanuts, and you will be introduced to the crowd, and we want to make have you throw the longest ceremonial first pitch of all time from the second deck at Dodger Stadium all the way to Steve Yeager, the Dodger catcher at home plate. And uh, I did. And, and it was quite a thrill. And, and, and I was really shaking. You know, uh, they had me come in the day before to make a practice throw that long of a throw when the stadium was empty. And I did it quite easily. But the next day when the stadium was totally full with <laughs> 56,000, and I never thought about it, but Steve Yeager, the Dodger catcher at that time, told me he was shaking because he had a hard time picking up the ball. It was camouflage from coming from the, the second deck all the way down to home plate with the clothing and the sun. And he said, if I drop this, the people will boo me all year long. <laughs> you know, and I, I never I thought that that's uh, that's incredible that. But I, I think the front of the loge where we sit is is like what 120 feet to home plate it's really not that far I, uh, uh, well I, I i've never measured i never measured how long a throw that was uh normally you know it's just from and before the pitcher's mound to home plate but yeah yeah uh but no i i let it go and they took pictures of it as i was releasing uh, the ball and still have the peanut box still strapped around my shoulders and, <laughs> and, and let it fly. And it was a strike. And, and, uh, <laughs> so you sorry, the record for the longest pitch, huh? Ceremonial first longest pitch of all time. Yeah. For, for opening day. For probably and, for any uh, day. When, when else is there ever in a pitch? It's a hundred and something feet. I mean, come on, you know, that's probably the longest ever. <laughs> And then everybody always wonders, what's the most number of bags of peanuts that I've ever sold in one game? And actually, it was not at Dodger Stadium, but the Dallas Cowboys uh, 
were watching Tex Schramm, who used to be the president of the Dallas Cowboys back in the 70s, and that's when they had, you know, uh, they were in the, the playoffs and the Super Bowl almost every other year, and unbelievable with the team they had. But he was watching the Tonight Show. I was, I've been on the Tonight Show four times, but the first time was with, was with Johnny Carson. And uh, the Dodgers, in their brilliance, they thought, now what can we do to get NBC and, and the talent people uh, sold on that they should have Roger on, on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? And they decided, well, he can teach offer to teach Johnny Carson the art of pitching peanuts in the audience because I make it look so easy and, and Johnny Carson is going to find out how hard it is, especially if you're throwing them behind the back or under the leg. But uh, but they wanted something more. So that, that was the Dodgers' idea to have me throw out that longest ceremonial first pitch of all time. They took a picture, blew it up, sent it to the Tonight Show, and that's what got me on the first time on the Tonight Show because that was something that Johnny Carson wanted to talk about. And uh, my record also for the most bags of peanuts that I've ever sold was at Texas Stadium in 1976. The Dallas Cowboys saw me on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Tex Ram said, invite Roger to our stadium on Monday night football. Once the Dodger baseball season is over, we'd like to have him here because I know that our fans would enjoy what he does. And I sold in one game, the most peanuts I'd ever sold in one game at Dodger stadium was a little under 2000 bags. Oh my God. That's a lot of bags. But, you know, I had a sore back and I was so tired the next day I sold at Texas stadium, 2000, you know, I'm sorry, the most I'd ever sold at Dodger Stadium, I got turned around, was a, a little under 1,000 bags. But at Texas Stadium in one night, I sold 2,400 bags of peanuts. Oh. I got ahead of myself on that. <laughs> and uh, the, the way I was able to do that is that I had a helper that would carry cases of peanuts on a dolly around the entire Texas Stadium and this young man, he was watching the game with one eye and keeping an eye on me and the other one because whenever I would get low on the uh, basket with peanuts, I'd always put my hand up, and that means that he was going to run down and bring me a new case of peanuts, drop it in the basket so I wouldn't have to keep running back and forth to the commissary to get peanuts. And uh, that's how I was able to sell 2,400 bags in one year. What, what's, a, what's a normal diet at Dodger Stadium? I mean, first of all, attendance, uh, they broke another attendance record this year. I think they hit 3.9 million and something. So yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. The numbers are, you know, they, I mean, your sections must be full almost every night. So what's normal for you? Well, it fluctuates quite a bit, and we don't sell near as many as we used to. And the reasons being... In dollar sales, I'm still selling uh, more as far as is is do- uh, dollar sales are, are are, but in number of bags, you got to remember when I was even uh, selling in the 70s, uh, when I was selling that bag of peanuts, uh, they were a dollar a bag, and even even less than that uh, in the uh, 60s and uh, uh, mid say didn't even go up to a dollar till about you know 1970 or 71, but. Uh, Peanuts now <laughs> are six dollars and twenty five cents a bag, but they're a much much bigger bag than right, back it's, then. It's a, that's right; it's a bigger bag, yeah. Yeah, much bigger. Oh, the one the bag that we were selling, even that double bag that we used to sell, was an ounce and a half on each side. 
the bags we sell today uh, are eight ounce. That's half a pound. That, that's a big bag. Number two, the price is a lot more than it used to be. But what's really also hurt our sales now, because the vendors are strictly on commission, and, of course, uh, the more you sell, the more you make. But now the people are bringing, uh, especially the young people uh, and and a lot of the uh, middle-aged people, plastic to the ballpark. They're bringing their credit cards, their debit cards, and they're buying everything in one swoop up at the stand where they're getting their hot dogs and the beer and the nachos and whatever, and they see the peanuts and they put it on their cart. Now, the people that have grown up with me through the years, they know that I'm only taking cash and not the card and that I work on commission and they want to help me. So they will, they will still wait and wait, wait for me to come around and, and uh, buy the bag of peanuts for me, not just to help me, but also it's the fun that they, the, the enjoyment they get in just catching that bag of peanuts or they'll bring a, a guest and they'll, they'll start bragging about my arm and, and they'll wave at me from 30 rows away and I find out later, and they'll say, they'll point at their guest, put it right in his hands, you know, right? And, and, and they're just shaking their head. No way he's going to make that. You know, Raj, listen but to this. You know, that exact same thing. Uh, I was in the ballpark with, uh, I brought three guys with me because I got four seats. And, and I'm waving at you from, you know, way wherever you are, you're, you're a couple rows, you know, whatever it was. I'm waving. You see me. And I point to two guys. I said, these two guys, you, t- you did something I've never seen. It's just unbelievable what you did. You, and I know you know what it is, too, but nobody else knows. You took this bag of peanuts, and you took two bags around your back, and it landed on each guy, boom, boom. Each bag, you remember? You, you, you might, well, of course, you must do this. I mean, I don't know how you did it mathematically, physically. I don't know how it worked, but it was the, the two guys. And one guy took a picture, put on Facebook, and, and it, it just it got all these views. People, they, they just go crazy over you. You're just so... They, 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 they do. They, they, it, it, it's magical to them. And, and, you know, and the thing is, when I throw them behind the back, and I'm the only peanut vendor... I mean, we have a... They hire a lot of peanut vendors at Dodger Stadium, but no one throws them behind the back other than myself. And, and, and I've even gone to other ballparks around the country... And no one throws them behind the back. There was one guy in Seattle uh, up at that ballpark that used to throw them behind the back, and he passed away a few years back, and uh, he wouldn't do it near the distance I do. But uh, it's just... Uh, it's just a, a God-given gift to me, you know, to me and, and talent uh, to do this. And I used to play basketball, and I was always throwing the uh, behind the back, no look pass, even before Magic Johnson. <laughs> but it just came so natural for me to throw these behind the back, and it looks so much difficult and hard to do, and yet it is more easier for me to throw them behind my back, even at long distance. Uh, than it is just a regular over-the-shoulder uh, uh, pitch that any ball player would pitch uh, out on a uh, baseball on the field. And what it is when I throw them behind the back, that kind of the way that I the thrust of me throwing the bag behind the back gives it that it's like a launching pad. And I each throw that I make, I have to make an instant judgment on how fast I'm going, how much speed is going to be on it. Uh, do I need to give it the arch? Maybe it might be an older person. Uh, I want to make sure they see it coming down. It's not some bullet that just comes straight across. 
And if it's a young child to take the speed off and, and so their young small hands can grab onto it, because I, if I throw a bag and it's right in their hands and they drop it, I'm the one that's going to look bad. <laughs> yeah, well. And, and it, so I have to ensure <laughs> that the person I'm throwing to does catch it. And I'm always in the zone and always do that. Well, I'll tell you something. You sure make it fun. It's uh, it's quite amazing. You know, one of the things I was going to say earlier is that, uh, you know, I, I do uh, keynotes. I, I speak at conferences around the country. And, and actually, I have a little story that I tell about you in this. Uh, in this oh, thing. really? Yeah, they really, uh, because, you know, here's here's kind of what it is. It, I mean, we're talking about you as the consummate salesman, the consummate ambassador of a brand, uh, which is spectacular. But, you know, I have a section that I do on uh, how money follows expertise and, you know, how uh, you got to be an expert to be a doctor and how to, to be an air, airline pilot. And, you know, everybody's kind of got their expertise. And then I'll say, um, is it possible uh, to be an expert if you didn't go to college? Maybe you didn't even finish high school or did you go to high school? Yes, I did. Okay, good. So, you know, you, you, uh, you know, is it possible if you didn't go to college and do all these other fancy things, is it possible to uh, be an expert at something? And the people go, yeah, yeah, they can't think of any way. I said, well, there's this guy right here at Dodger Stadium, and, and his dad probably told him, like I tell my children, no matter what you do, you go be the best at it. Just be the right. best. And this mm-hmm. guy became the best peanut thrower. And I, and I said, and the guy makes more money than probably most of the people in this room. And, and he's world famous and he's well-liked and he's got a million friends and, and, you know, and then I'll show a picture of you, you know, kind of, I took a picture of you in my section one time and a mm-hmm. lot of people recognize depending on where they're from. And, right. uh, you know, and it really, because you really are a role model for people and, you know, your, uh, your willingness to share and give and, and just be friendly is, is quite remarkable. It's, it's a well, really, you, 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 you have, you ha- in order to really, to really be successful, and 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 be, you've got to be dedicated and willing to sacrifice and to serve, you know. And 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 again, again, I I I, uh, I know that uh, the the two words "thank you" and the smiles they 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 go a lot further than just 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 that one sale. And and uh, and as you and and there's and there's you know the old cliche uh, a lot of times. Work smarter, not harder. Well, mine go hand in hand. I'm working smarter and harder, but there's so many secrets and trades uh, of uh, not going down a, a dead aisle. I mean, you've got to keep your eye on where your competitor has been. And if he's just been down that aisle selling peanuts, you, you, you want a fresh aisle. And uh, you want people, though, that are going to uh, uh, look the other way if somebody does come by because uh, they want to... Uh, be serviced by, uh, you know, a certain individual that, that creates happiness uh, and uh, makes them feel good about their experience at Dodger Stadium. And, and, and there's, there's a lot of people that will tell me, uh, and it really makes me want to keep going there for another 61 years, on how much they appreciate how hard I work, you know. And, and, and they'll say, well, we don't see as many people working as hard as you do. And we don't understand why, but we know it, it, you, you, you were brought up in, in the right way that uh, hard work has paid off for you. And, and uh, I, I just uh, uh, feel good about uh, uh, entertaining, entertaining people out there. And it's, it's my stage. I guess it is. You know, uh, and when I'm out there at the ballpark, I forget about all of my troubles and ills and the adrenaline kicks in and 
I'm there just to uh, service and 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 uh, entertain. Well, I'll tell you what is uh, what is just spectacular, and that is that um, you just uh, you're chipper, uh, you're in good shape. Uh, I don't know how many times you run up and down those stairs. It's got to be uh, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 times. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's it's remarkable how you manage to do that. It is really incredible. <laughs> well, I, I, again, uh, you know, uh, it's just that uh, I just get so much just joy in coming to the ballpark. And, you know, I just enjoy the excitement and just the uh, the atmosphere. I just almost can't think of, of uh, from at least for me, a, a better job. You know, I, I'm not there truly for. Uh, to, I'm not going to get rich or selling peanuts, but uh, I do okay. Oh, I wrote a note down here because I looked. I don't very seldom do I look at this seniority list that they post every game, and all the vendors they rush up there every game to look to see if they've moved up a spot because uh, the one with the most games worked at LA Dodger games is number one in line. And of course that's yours truly Roger Owens, but, uh, uh, you know, there's only 81 home games a year along with any playoff and world series games. And I'm sure pulling for my Dodgers to make it to October in the world series and the playoffs are going to start next week. And I'm really looking forward to that. But I looked at the other day, uh, a lot of these vendors, they'll look and they'll see, you know, 81 games a year at the ballpark. So if you've got about two or 300 events, that means you've been working there uh, one or two years uh, at Dodger Stadium and and uh, you're trying to inch your way up so you can get a choice of whether you want to sell ice cream or actually they sell beer in the stands now too and hawking beer and churros and pizza and peanuts and all those other things. But uh, so they feel pretty good when they've got maybe 500, 600 events under their uh, belt on that seniority list, and some are close to, uh, you know, eight or 900. But then they look at my name at the top, and I, the other day, it was 5,000, <laughs> about 5,300 events. Wow. Uh, and they go, oh, man, <laughs> how long has he been around? I don't know, but... Um... That just doesn't seem that it doesn't seem like they've got everything that you've done counted just right. It seems like that's shortening you quite a bit. <laughs> well, uh, just think, you know, if there's 81 games a year and 10 years, uh, that that's only eight. That's only uh, 800 events. Well, I, I guess uh, you know, 60 years times 80 is 4,800. So that I guess yeah, that right. So close. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's. Uh, uh, no, it's about right. I don't, I don't keep track. You know, I don't even look at that. Uh, they always know it, it, this supervisor. He's always asking these guys as they come up to the line, which level do you want to work and which item do you want? And then they have to ask questions. Well, how many spots do you have left on beer and how many on, on uh, pizza and this and that. But when I start, they, they just, they already start writing my name before he started. <laughs> Roger, Loge level, uh, third base side, you know, peanuts. Okay, Rod, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> they know I'm never going to change and never will. And uh, it, it it's nice to do that too, because now when people from out of town or the media or anyone want to talk with me before the game, they know where to find me. I never have left that section, the loge level, uh, home plate, third base, left field side, and 
where you sit, you're in aisle uh, 106, I think it is. Yeah, 106, right, 106. Right, and and they usually have another guy that takes the even aisles, but uh, and, and I take all the odd aisles, and that other peanut vendor has the even aisles. But this year, I've been covering the whole level the majority of the time uh, because a lot of the other peanut vendors can make a lot more money uh, selling beer now. <laughs> yeah, they're moving a lot of beer. Hey, you know. Oh, they are, and, and, yeah. and they also give them the uh, handheld portable uh, credit, credit card, card uh, and debit card machine yeah. where they can uh, swipe the cards, and that helps them too. You know, but, one other uh, thing that I want to that I want to point out, you know, and you know, even for business people, this is this is really the inside track on a lot of things. And I think if companies do some of the things you're talking about, that they can profit from the inside, just like all the rest of our shows. Uh, you know, your, your content has been, it's business oriented, even though we're not talking business uh, per se, but one of the things I noticed about you, you're friendly and you're nice and you're a good ambassador, but when you're working, you are all business. You know, you are not joking around. You're not taking breaks. You're not fooling around. I don't know when you count your money or where you go to get refills or what you do, but I'm telling you, Raj, you are so focused and, and that is, that is an amazing, that's an amazing quality. Well, yeah, uh, that's another thing is to be organized. And, and, uh, a lot of the, uh, the new vendors that come out there and I try to give them some advice and guidance too, you know, and some of the secrets of the trade, but, you know, because you can't just show up there without your own bank, your own personal to make change. And they'll come at the ballpark uh, without, you know, any ones and tens and, Fives to make change, and I said, "No, you you got it. You've got to go to the bank and, and withdraw some of your money and bring that with you. You need a bank, and you don't want to have to keep running back if you don't have. You keep running out of ones, you know. Uh, you don't want to go all the way back to the commissary when you could be selling. You're taking away from your time and selling and making some money, and then you know to uh, again." Now uh, they give us credit before the uh, if you've worked there a while, so that we don't have to pay ahead of time, and they uh, issue your product, and you can get out there early. And then in the sixth inning, seventh inning, when we uh, check in time, then you'll pay for your product and what you sold, and and uh, turn in the rest back to the warehouse. Again, you know, like any sales job, you've you've really just got to, I guess, your personality and. Maybe, uh, you know, have a certain trait that everybody seems to enjoy. And But again, you can get by with just thank you. I really appreciate your business, you know. And because there's so many people that I've seen, whether it be in a restaurant, in a, in a grocery store, or anywhere, uh, there's no guarantee that your jobs are going to be there forever and be available. But if you can just help that person to enjoy uh, the experience of going to the ballpark. I mean, this is just one facet of the ballpark, uh, buying food at the ballpark. It's not just watching that game or listening to the music. But I know now that for me, uh, you know, I'm their personal contact, you know, uh, and I am, you know, they look at me as part of the Dodger experience. And so I want them to go away happy so that they'll be back. And the Dodgers, uh, it's just my little part in uh, helping uh, make that a, a good experience where they're going to want to come back. Well, and, and you do a wonderful and, job. And that way you're well. protecting your livelihood and what you're doing. And I don't know, again, it's just uh, work ethics. And, you know, if something does happen, 
just learn from it and just make sure that if it shouldn't have happened, that it doesn't happen again and just strive to even be better than, uh, than the previous uh, game, you know? Well, listen, you do a wonderful job of it. And, uh, you certainly, uh, have the inside track on a number of things and, and there's more to your business than, uh, than meets the eye. So thanks for helping us to, uh, profit from the inside and do all the things that we like to do. It was just a pleasure to have you on the show today. Right. And listen, let me mention this, too. Uh, and uh, uh, maybe uh, some of the people that are listening, uh, they might enjoy it. Uh, but the book of my life and and it is one of the best human interest stories. I didn't write the book. The book was written by my nephew, Daniel Scott Green. And uh, he uh, had been watching me ever since he was a young kid, you know, on The Tonight Show and at the ballpark and read about me in newspapers. But he decided that uh, there's got uh, we're gonna, I want to do a book, and I got a hold of a publisher in Florida, and the book was it was uh, entitled The Perfect Pitch, and there's it has double meaning, but it it was a story about my entire life from the day I was born to the present time, and all the struggles and all of the uh, uh, good and bad times that uh, we had in growing up and, and then uh, getting the job and all the highlights and everything. It's available at Amazon, The Perfect Pitch. And wow. uh, it's been out now 14 years and uh, received a lot of good reviews. And and uh, people will, almost every homestand, bring that book up to me to the ballpark to have me autograph it. And they've told me, it's the best human interest story that they've ever read, one of a kind, you know, and it has so many surprises in that story about uh, uh, not just me, but my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters, all the things that happened along the way. And uh, and yet, you know, this ballpark job uh, is the highlight of the story, and it shows how many famous people I've met along the way and well-known people and just all the honors and, and uh, all the fun things that have happened along the way. And then uh, uh, pictures of me and former ball players like Steve Garvey and Ron Say and, and Tommy Lasorda and, and, and so many other people in the book throughout also, but the perfect pitch on it at, at Amazon. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I want to end with two things. One is uh, I think that you're as much a member of the team as Vin Scully and some of the other, uh, you know, support people. Uh, you're, you. Uh, you're, you know, you really probably ought to have a World Series ring. And number two, I don't know if you've seen this, but Bank of America is running this great commercial. At least it runs in Los Angeles and it runs during the games. And, and there's a peanut thrower on this thing. And he's a, he's a really good actor and he's funny and it's a really good commercial. And he's making a I joke. I saw that. And then he throws uh, chili dogs, you know. He, yeah, he, he, he said he used to throw chili dogs, <laughs> but he doesn't recommend it anymore. <laughs> and now, he, I guess, commercial shows him. He's almost sitting down throwing that bag of peanuts. Yeah, yeah. So so but, I'll tell but, you what. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to Bank of America, and I'm going to tell them they need to recast <laughs> you into that deal because nobody's a more <laughs> famous peanut thrower than you. Well, uh, okay. But, no, I, I, I saw that, and, and uh, I, I thought it was kind of cute and everything, but uh, – I just enjoy my work and just appreciate life. And I don't know what else I could say. And even, you know, my, my, and it's amazing because my fame uh, reached over many years ago into Japan and I have been flown over to Japan to pitch peanuts. Oh, at least six, seven different times. And, uh, one time, uh, 
Oh, it's it's been now oh fifteen eighteen years ago. I was flown over there to pitch peanuts at the Japanese World Series over in Japan. <laughs> no kidding. And uh, they had known about me uh, from Dodger Stadium. And every once in a while, I'll I'll get uh, you know when I do make a trip over there, which it hasn't been for a while, I'll always get a letter from uh, one of the uh, young people there that tell me how much they enjoyed having me in their country. Well, listen, Rod, you're, you're a pleasure, and I sure appreciate you being on the show here today with us. So thank you very much, and My I pleasure. will look forward to seeing you. I'm going to be at NLC at C, uh, NLDS 2, so I will see you at the ballpark uh, next oh, week. Right. Then you're talking about October 4th, right? Yeah, that would be October 4th. I, you know, that, our, our group a has a certain rotation the way that we do it. We, we've been doing it for years, and every right. group has their own little way of doing it. we got a little way that works for us. So thank you so right. much. and. Uh, I, I will, well, please uh, say, please, please reintroduce yourself to me and, and let me know and say hello. But uh, October fourth, Friday, October fourth—that's the second game. Yeah. Uh, but we do, we do know for sure we've got two of the first games, and one is Thursday, October third; the other one, October fourth. So, yes, please do say, please do say hello. And I never know if I'm going to have the whole level to be able to go over to 106, or if I've only got 101 the other way. And then you come over, hunt me down, and say hello. <laughs> I'll track you down. For sure. All right. All right, man. Listen, thank you very much. Really appreciate you being on the show. Sure. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a giant thanks to my podcast producer, David Wolf, and his team at Podcast and Radio Networks. Profit from the inside simply wouldn't be what it is without David and his team. For more information or to learn how you can launch and produce your own podcast, reach out to podcastandradio.com. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.